splash, splash, splash your sass, splash your sass, hey with A, me, Quinn, Lee, splash your sass, starting now with A, me, Quinn, Lee, go. What up, fools? Welcome to the Splash of Sass podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley. This is the unofficial Jeff Lewis Live after show. And today we have kind of a double header. I'm uh, not really, because uh, to be frank, I didn't have much to say about yesterday's episode, so it kind of worked out well. But yeah, we'll dabble in it. So on the September 13th episode of JLL, we had Jody Sweetin, we had Megan Wigburn, we had Shane Douglas. All right, so I did want to mention that Jeff was talking about gaining weight and how he's weighing himself with stew, which sounds like another um healthy trait in a relationship to, you know, teach everybody in his life, be an example of. Good morning, sweetie. Oh, hi, Monroe. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Stu and I are just um on the scales weighing ourselves so then we can berate each other and shame each other and starve ourselves and then binge a little bit. You know, like all healthy people do. <laughs> I'm kidding, you guys. I'm joking. I'm joking. But I only am talking shit because when he was joking about him and Stu, they called themselves Amy and Tammy. Amy and Tammy and as like oh who's gonna be Amy who's gonna be Tammy step on that scale who's gonna be the whale trainer and I'm like what the fuck are you guys talking about where'd you get these nicknames where's their origin story why are you slandering the Amy namesake okay I mean Tammy you're on your own Tammy any Tammy out there you guys have your own PR campaign to go on you already have Melissa McCarthy making a whole movie about you I don't know what that whole thing was about but yeah us Amy's we're pretty much in the clear so I don't know why Jeff's got to talk some shit but you know I'm going to dish it right back so all right moving on Jeff went to Monroe's back to school night and Megan was like Oh, I skipped that shit. What, like, what's so different from last year than this year? I mean, am I right, Jody? Am I right, Jody Sweeten? And Jody's like, huh, yeah, yeah. And Jeff goes, well, actually, a lot is different. So, yeah, I don't know. I went last night. And Jody instantly replies without skipping a beat. She's like, good parent. You're a good parent, Jeff. And it, <laughs> like right after Megan literally just said, I skipped that boring ass shit. And Jody's like, yikes. And then Jeff's like, I went. And Jody's like, yeah, that is the exact example that we want. I don't know if Jody knows about their scale wars that they have in the bathroom every morning, but you know, that's their personal business that we talk about on live air for millions to hear. Okay, so Jody has a podcast. I'm sure she has millions of listeners because she's recapping Full House episodes. And who doesn't love a recap? Who the fuck doesn't love a recap? Am I right? Am I right? Of a show that they love? Come on, people. What else are we here for? A lot. Um, No, but so their podcast is called How Rude, Tanneritos. Huh. 
Huh. All right. So I get it. I get it. Look, Jody's character, Stephanie Tanner, she always said, how rude. I use that gif all the time to this very day. All right. There's a lot of rude people I know, <laughs> including myself. Okay. So, um, but her podcast co-host, Andrea Barber, she played Kimmy Gibbler, who called their family Tanneritos. So the, yeah, we get where the name came from, but I'm just going to keep showing these people, keep proving why they should come to me first. Please, honestly, just call me Auntie Amy and bring me Auntie Anne's cinnamon sugar pretzels. Cinnamon or the sticks. I'll take cinnamon sugar pretzel sticks. Oh, so fucking good. Okay, so, um, yeah, here's the thing about the podcast name, though. To me, like... Tanneritos isn't that memorable. You know, I remember she called them that, but it's not that much of a sticking point. But you know what is? You know what is? Gibbler. Gibbler. What the? Gibbler? As if that name won't stick with you till the end of time? Like, shut your gobbler, Gibbler. It's just such a perfect fuck. I love the name. Gibbler. Giblet. I love a giblet. Who does that? I want to drink out of a goblet with a giblet. What's the difference between a goblet and a gimlet? Goblet? Gimlet. Oh, um, okay. So a goblet is something you drink out of. Yeah, we all know what a goblet is. And then a gimlet is an actual cocktail. So you can put a gimlet in a goblet and listen to Gibbler on her podcast. No, but here's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is that I would have recommended the name to be How Rude, Gibbler. How Rude, Gibbler. Like, that. I just think it's more fun to say. It just makes a more memorable pod. How Rude, Tanneritos. I'm like, how rude, Tostitos, that you're not sitting in a bowl right in front of me right now with a delicious side of pico de gallo, because why am I always talking about food? I just, I can't stop eating. I'm so glad that I'm not in Jeff's and Stu's bathroom in the morning, because I'm not, I'm not a scale Sally. Like, I don't need to be on a scale all the time. I haven't even, I don't even know the last time I was on one, Um, but... Yeah, I'm also pretty sure that <laughs> I'm also pretty sure that Jeff and Stu are also very glad that I'm not in their bathroom every <laughs> every morning. All right, so yeah, whatever. It's um a great podcast name. So then they talk about Jeff's new escorting service. Like he is now a official hired escort. He's officially a working girl. He's a working gal, all right? <laughs> All right, he um just happens to escort really rich people that want to hang out with him to dinner. Basically, he's getting paid $10,000 to go out to dinner if fans of his want to. And I don't like the word fans because I don't know. I mean, to me, I feel like I'm a fan of no one except like my cats. Like, I'll turn on you on a dime. Are you joking? Even my own grandma will turn on that bitch if she does something I don't like. All right. That's just who I am. Loyal to no one. No, I'm joking. I'm, <laughs> I'm totally joking. Well, it depends. It depends. All right. So anyways, um, I'm just saying like, I'm really disturbed that people are actually willing to spend $10,000 for two hours of Jeff's time. Like that's wild to me. You guys, I talk about rich people doing fun things with your money, but that's not what I mean. That's not what I mean. I mean, like go buy a jet pack and I don't know, go 
take it to Dave and Buster's. I don't know. I don't know. But just I don't, not. I, and Jeff has talked about this for so long. And I kept bringing it up. Like, is he fucking with us? Or is he actually a hired escort? And people are really willing to pay $10,000 to take him out to dinner. Do they also pay for the dinner as well? 10000 plus a day? I think so. That, oh, crazy. I mean, at that point, sure. Why don't you just stuff another five grand down his pants for funsies? Because <laughs> clearly you're fucking in love. But Jeff confirms that he was joking about it until last week. Until last weekend when somebody actually followed through and they went on this dinner, paid Jeff $10,000 for like three girls from Texas. And they ended up staying for four and a half hours. And Jeff was like, oh my God, it was the best time ever. I can't wait to do this again and again and again and again. People come and hire me, please. And I was like, um, yikes. Jeff, I get that you want the business and you love it and all that, but here's the grave mistake that you made, the extremely grave mistake that you made. Again, this is why you need a PR person by your side at all times. So when you say that you loved it so much, you had such a great time with these Southern bells that flew west for the evening. Um, Yeah, so now anybody who heard that story that Jeff told on air and go pay is willing to pay 10 fucking grand, they just... Yeah, fun disposable income to put into Monroe's college fund. She actually, no, let's be honest, more like Jeff's legal bills. But um, so just not funny, not funny. Uh, yeah, but now they're gonna expect that they pay for ten thousand dollars for two hours. Now they just heard that the first time that he actually did this, he stayed for four and a half hours. Why would you tell everybody that? That's my whole point. Is now everybody who goes out with you is gonna be like you're leaving after two hours, but you stayed with the Texas girls for four and a half hours and he can come up with whatever excuse he can preface it beforehand and be like, no, really? Like I have to put Monroe to bed. I have to do this, whatever. But nope, they know you just set the precedent that now you just have to set it $10,000 for four and a half hours. That should be the new standard. I really got to start working in contracts in Jeff Lewis's life. All right, so let's move on to the September 14th episode of Jeff Lewis Live. We had Kelly Dodd, we had Rick Leventhal, and we had Shane... So they opened up to dinner last night, and Jeff paid. Jeff paid. I have been wondering about this because they used to do more chump dinners. Like I've I've been thinking, I know that the core chump group has dwindled down a little bit. You know, we've, I mean, to be fair, they have added some more new chumps along the way, but yeah, they just, I felt like used to do more chump dinners at Laurel Hardware and Steak 48. What were other places they went? I don't know. I can't literally think of anything right now besides what food I want to eat later. So what I want to do for dinner. So, but maybe it's because Jeff's extra busy with filming for Hollywood Housewift now. He's also busy trying to run a Sirius XM channel. I don't know. There's back to school activities, all of that. But I also wondered, like, did Jeff get sick of paying for everybody? Has he, or like even just being the one to organize it? Like, does anybody ever take 
Jeff out. And I'm sure they try or they offer or whatever, but, and I know he says, I like paying or I, I'm okay with paying, but I don't know. I just feel like in any friendship, even if there are wage disparities between, like, I still think it's a nice gesture to do what you can sometimes just so that he doesn't feel like he's always paying, but whatever his choice. So uh, your wallet, your choice. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, it just reminded me of a roommate I had in college and she was a weed dealer. And one night she like broke down crying to all of us. We were in a big suite and she was like, I can't tell if everybody just hangs out with me and likes me because of weed or because they actually want to be my friend. And I was like, it's both girl. It's both because like, you're kind of a lot as a friend. Like even now you're getting very emotional while you're asking us this. So I already am getting like empathy fatigue. So I need to go smoke some weed to like chill. So can, can we go smoke and then talk about this? (laughs) Yeah. So I just wondered if Jeff has a little bit of those feelings now, but why am I, who cares what I, why am I thinking about Jess feelings? I don't know. That's just the kind of sweetheart I am. No, more like nosy bitch. All right. So after they all got home from dinner last night, Kelly Dodd was still hungry. So she had to cook up some fresh fucking beef, fresh beef with none other than Shannon Bedore. And Kelly did an Insta story attacking Shannon. So then Shannon texted Jeff and Stu, and then Stu showed Kelly Dodd Shannon's text from her. And so now Shannon and Stu might be having a private feud brewing in the background. I don't know, because that was just a quick thing that Kelly said that I I was like, why did Stu text you that Shannon texted him? Like, I don't, if I was Shannon, and I'd be like, Stu, why are you playing both sides of the fiddle, you little fuddle? Um, but Kelly explained that her anger stemmed from Shannon attacking Kelly on Watch What Happens Live last night. I swear to all these fucking, like, the media and all of these people who use these words, like, they attacked you, they slammed, shots fired. It's just like, oh my God, so dramatic. Yeah, I know. I'm dramatic too. I get it. But um, on Watch What Happens Live last night, the Trace Amigas were on and played a game where they had to pick people that they would ban from their live show, just like Jameson banned Frank, you know, just like that. So Kelly, don't be so butthurt. Like Jameson banned his own boyfriend. Okay. That doesn't mean he doesn't love Frank. So Shannon might still love you. She just doesn't want you there. But really, though, like, how is that an attack? How is that Shannon attacking her? And how does Andy Cohen slide out of all of this always unscathed? Like, what the fuck, people? Scathe him. Scathe him. Because he's the one that asks them all these questions. And if they don't answer or have fun with it and throw some shade, if they're just boring as fuck and they're like, oh, my God, we love Kelly. What a sweetheart. Even though Shannon and Tamara don't really hang out with her. So they're like, yeah, we don't hang out with her. Whatever. Just ban that bitch. Like, just, yeah, having some fun with it. Even though Kelly and Rick were like, it was not just a game. It was not. There's deep feelings there and I'm like you guys sound like you have deep feelings about this all but I just I feel like if 
Shannon and Tamara, if they all just said boring responses while on Andy Cohen's show, then they would probably get reprimanded after or called boring or never get booked again. You know, so it's it's just all part of the game again. So Trace Amigas, they played the bigger game. It's all part of the bigger game of the Bravo Hollywood Squares, this little mini Watch What Happens Live game. So it's like Inception, but Bravo Inception. So Shane tried to, and Shane, I thank you. He tried to defend Shannon and was like, it's just a game. But yeah, I forgot that if they didn't have reactions to things and they didn't find little things to pick on with each other, then what else would they talk about? How would Kelly and Rick have a seven, seven shows a week? They're on seven shows a week. They're doing more than Cirque de Soleil. All right. So they need to, yeah, they need some fodder. So there we go. But Rick, Rick Leventhal, he's upset because he apologized for saying this mystery thing about John Jansen that we never dive into. Like, don't you just love when somebody talks about something juicy, but then doesn't give you the juice? What the, so you're just like sitting there with an empty cup and you're like, please, sir, may I have some more? And they're like, shut up and eat your damn sausage, you little wiener. It wasn't that from a play, I think. All right. So whatever Rick said about John, he apologized to both Shannon and John. And their only response back was sending him a box of crickets, a box of fucking crickets, all dead because there wasn't even a chirp. He didn't even hear a chirp. All right. It was a metaphorical box of crickets. All right. It wasn't, it wasn't real, but they really, they just didn't say anything at all. Do you guys remember (laughs) that housewives? I brought this up before. I think it was on Potomac where as an invitation, somebody sent a box with like live butterflies. You're supposed to open the box and all these beautiful butterflies fly out, but everybody opened the box on (laughs) while the camera crew was right in their face and (laughs) (laughs) They lift open the lid and all the butterflies are dead. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Why am I so evil? Why does that make me laugh? I'm just like Jeff Lewis. We'll get to that in a little bit. All right. So Jeff was saying, look, I have an issue with Heather McDonald's, but I'm not really talking about it. Okay. I'm so moved on from last week where I talked about it plenty. So Kelly, you need to do the same and stop responding to Shannon. And thank God Kelly's like, what the, okay, pot, what the, okay, pot, just keep calling the kettle black then, because that's all you do all the time. And I guess Heather McDonald apparently said something else about Jeff recently that he isn't going to respond to. So he's like, no, that used to be me, Kelly, but again, that's last week's me. I'm very different this week, so you need to be different just like me. (laughs) If I have to be a better person, so do you. No, but also... Jeff, you said that you're not going to respond to Heather and whatever she said, but then you just brought it up like seven times on your show so that all your chumps will probably talk shit. I don't, whatever, who cares? So then we cover Rick and Kelly's victorious trip to the courthouse to fight the $1,000 citation for their 3rd of July fireworks. But Rick doesn't know if their refund went through yet. And Jeff's like, what the fuck? How do you not know that? Like, I'd be checking every hour. Wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. I mean, I'd have Shane be checking every hour, which Rick and Kelly did not believe at all. They were like, there's no way you're responsible with your money. Like you have too much of it. How could you ever keep track? 
And Jeff's like, that's why I have a lot of it because I keep track. Okay. Also, I just really wish that Kelly's name was Morty. I wonder if Rick calls her that as a cute pet name. I've never even seen the show, but I've just heard Rick and Morty so much that <laughs> it just sounds fun. Like when they're an old married couple, when they're still old in their rocking chairs on their porch 50 years from now. How old are they? All right, 30, 30 years from now, they can be like, we're Rick and Morty. I don't know. All right. So Jeff is like, uh, no, I can tell you the exact millisecond that somebody deposits their check. And then Shane starts listing off all the people he's had to track down to cash their checks from being on JLL. But he didn't name Tori Spelling, did not name Tori Spelling, even though she is notorious for not cashing her checks. So either she has finally, finally cashed in every bad thing she's ever found because she wanted to get out of that RV park, or the statute of limitations has expired and Shane is no longer trying to be a collection agency anymore. Like, whatever. If you don't want your money, don't have it and live. Uh, do whatever you want, Tor. You you clearly have got it under control. So then on JLL, every, everybody talks about how much they love Patrick and Paul and how accurate Patrick is at reading Armenian coffee grimes. Like he's really could be a little psychic on the side. And he read Kelly and Rick's fortunes and Kelly had great news. But just like Jeff, Rick, <laughs> he got a warning of bad things to come. And it just, it's petrifying when a psychic is actually good and accurate and things come true because Jeff's reading came true. He had three volcanoes and we had Julie, Brandy, and Heather all erupt in like two weeks time. So I'm just so curious what Rick's actual reading was. And also, Patrick, like, are you, are you for hire or you fuck paying Jeff $10,000? I'd rather get $10,000 for an accurate prediction of my life. Cause I don't know where the fuck it's headed except in the gutter. No, I'm kidding. It's going to go smooth like butter. All right. So Jeff has booked the Halloween jaunt through a corn maze again for the core chumps like they did last year. Sounds like he has some extra tickets to spare, though. Uh, Jameson RSVP'd no because <laughs> he thinks he'd be a waste of space. He'd be a waste of space. I mean, fair enough. He said, guys, like, do you think I should go? Is it the fun kind of scary? Like, maybe? No. If I have to convince somebody, I'm already sorry off the list. We'll find somebody else. Thanks. <laughs> and also, Jameson, like, what is fun kind of scary. What do you mean? Like it's a haunted corn maze. You are going there to get the shit scared out of you. If you shit easily, you might shit in the corn maze. Okay. So like they might be triumphant and they might actually, yeah, scare the shit out of you. So it's just to go at your own risk, but stay the fuck home. If I were you, I would say, don't get FOMO. Why? I used to go on that shit and they would always pick me like the actors in it because I would I get very startled and they come behind me with a chainsaw. like, Rawr! And I'm like, is that fake? And they're like, no. And I'm like, what? Can I see? Can I try? Can I cut off somebody's arm? What? What? Who said that? No. So Rick, Rick Leventhal was getting just as riled up as I did just now. And he was like, are you serious, Jameson? You're ser You're actually scared and need to like be coddled through this. And Jameson was like, yeah, 
Yeah, like I, I really am scared. And honestly, I found Rick's tone rather petrifying. So if Jameson can handle that, then the maze will be a breeze. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. No, really, stay home. You you and Frank have a fun date night and do masks or have sex. That's what people do when they're young and in love. All right, so then apparently, uh, apparently y'all, no, not y'all. I know it's not Splash Assassins, but other JLL listeners, uh, they were not that nice to Jody Sweetin. Not that nice. Jody Sweetin was left feeling sour yesterday. She got a lot of negative comments and Jeff's like, that sucks. Like it sucks. It's not the environment I want to create for my guests to come on and then have people go after them. Like it's embarrassing. No one's going to want to come on again. Um, Jeff, Jeff, come on, man. You talk about accountability again. I know you haven't done this in a while, but it's not like the Catalina wine festival wasn't a thing. Okay. Don't you think when you told all of your listeners to go after them and shit on them, they were probably embarrassed. All of their sponsors had to see all the comments and all of that. Like that was embarrassing for them. I don't know if you've ever issued a public apology. I don't know. I don't want to get into it. But also Todd Lewis's neighborhood parade where you had everybody attack the board and the lady's husband was in hospice. So yeah, you know, you've sent trolls after people to troll others. So if now trolls are going after your people and your met, I'm just saying, you know, sometimes karma comes in different packages and on different timelines. Life doesn't always work on our timeline. Haven't we learned anything? All right. Also, were there four commercial breaks today? Because I swear there's been three ever since I've ever listened. And I swear today it turned to four. But I can't be sure, and I would never listen back to, like, try to listen to commercials. No, I just felt like there were a lot more than usual. But also, maybe it was because Rick Leventhal asked to do a commercial of his own for his and Kelly's live show. And Jeff was like, oh my god, fine, but, like, hurry the fuck up. And I'm like, oh my god, Jeff, again, like, you yelled at Carney earlier this week for promoting Patrick and Paul's podcast, saying that his guests, who, by the way, he has always called guests, but now today they've been upgraded to co-hosts, like, what the fuck, did you make that title change official through your attorney? Probably not. Probably not. She's probably too bogged down with all your other lawsuits to (laughs) bother to work on. Again, that's not funny. Why would I joke about that? That's serious things. But Jeff said specifically on that show that people should only promote their own stuff. So then Rick comes on and asks to promote his own stuff. And then he gets yelled at that too. He gets yelled at that to everyone just getting yelled at. Oh my God. Oh, but right. Jeff is a changed person and... He's teaching Kelly. He's Kelly's a little grasshopper and (laughs) he's teaching her the ways of how to be calm. Yeah. Rick might've gotten crickets from Shannon and John, but at least he got a grasshopper for a wife. All right. That's all for today's Splash of Sass recap. We'll be back tomorrow with another JLL recap. Have the best day ever. I love you guys so much. Bye. Splash. 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 I should say